Sorry, Spike. The Celtics held off the Knicks last night in the season opener at Madison Square Garden, 108-104. Paul Pierce, you picked your former team to win it all this season. What was your biggest takeaway? Well, the biggest takeaway was the obvious Porzingis. Um, I was thoroughly impressed with him on both ends of the court. For one, he did it in Madison Square Garden where he was booed repeatedly. (laughs) He showed me that he can elevate his game in big moments. He showed poise. He showed calmness in a hostile environment, something that's going to prove to be big in a playoff situation. Now, as far as, and then also, with the score tie 101 to 101, he hit a huge three. So I got everything I wanted to see from Porzingis. Now, on the flip side, as a team, the Celtics, Jalen Brown needed to play better. But yes, they have three guys who are capable of giving you 30 on any given night. Two guys uh, can give you 20 in white. Mm-hmm. And Drew Holiday. Yep. And so they showed me this starting five is going to be something to be reckoned with. But the thing that bothered me, and I know it's early, they still have to develop some chemistry. Offensive rebounds. They gave up 18 offensive rebounds mm-hmm. uh, to the Knicks. Uh, they gave up, I don't know, 18 threes to the Knicks. I mean, th- the Knicks are not known for being a three-point no, shooting team. And, and, but on the flip side, the good thing is they found a way to win in a hostile environment, but they're still trying to develop their chemistry uh, in their starting five with Drew Holiday and Porzingis. So I liked a lot of things, but there's still some things that concern me as far as them reaching championship potential. Look, Paul, after game one, I get it, right? You, you, you say Porzingis went for the 30, you know, and, but was it because he was playing against one of his former teams in New York that disrespected him and moved him on to Dallas? So he goes in there and he feels okay because there's nobody on there's nobody on the Knicks bench or on the floor as big as him. So now he gets to dominate with his size. When I look at big picture situations, when you talk about this is your team and you got him coming out of the East, what happens when he goes up against a Giannis? Can he continue? to play like this the entire year. Okay, we know Tatum can do those sort of things and give you some stuff. We saw Brown. We certainly feel good about the Drew Holiday acquisition, but Porzingis, right? Mm-hmm. Is he going to be this Porzingis? You got Joel Embiid in, in, in they almost called it San Francisco because right. y'all got me thinking about the Niners. Philadelphia, is he going to do the same thing in Miami against Bam when you get bigger guys that now you have to challenge and go up against? That's my only concern, as I had with you yesterday, about Porzingis. It's just saying, you know, I know he's cool and he play, he's played well of late and things of that nature. He was a shell of himself from his years at the, at the Knicks when he went to Dallas. It didn't work out, so they moved on from him because he didn't give them what they thought. Now you get him with the Celtics, and maybe Tatum and Brown can encourage him to play a certain way, but I still have a little reserve because I want to see you do it against the top dogs within your conference that you're going to have to challenge to get out of the conference. Can he do that? No, he don't have to do that. That's the beauty of this team. He doesn't have to go for 30 versus Giannis and Embiid because we have other players who can step up. I mean, look, you still got Jalen Brown who didn't play well. It's going to be by committee key. Let me tell you, when you have these type of weapons on your team, you know, they asked me could I do it every night when I had Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. I was like, maybe, maybe not, but there, it's going to be by committee. There's going to be nights. It's going to be Brown who has 30, and yep. Porzingis gets you 10 or 15 points and 10 rebounds, or, or Drew Holiday has a big game, or... or Derek White has a big game, so it's not no pressure on him on this team. He's really the third, fourth option. And for him to give you 30 on any given night, he can be the first option, that's a huge are, are you for the com- Are you confident in Joe Mazzula, though? 
Are you confident that... I think that... he has a year under his belt. He's able to build out his assistant coaching staff, added Sam Cassell. I think that was huge for the Celtics, bringing a player that other players can respect, who has a championship pedigree, and that's something I think that was needed in the playoffs last year that they didn't have when they lost yep. Damon Stoudemire and, and a few coaches uh, in the middle of the season. So, Keyshawn, those are good and fair questions you raise about Porzingis and about Joe Missoula. But Porzingis has always rim protected at a high level and, and gotten little to no credit for it because he's mm -hmm. averaged two blocks a game for 10 years. It's hard to, to get two a game. And he got four last night against a smaller team. I give you that. But he, he is seven feet, three inches long and, and tall. And, and he's got some Wimbanyama. Will, will Victor end up being better than he is? You, you would certainly hope so. But that shot that Paul talked about, you, you want to talk about clutch because this mm -hmm. is a tie game shot with 129 left, and he steps out and shoots it from 27 feet, so it's about three feet beyond the three-point line, if we could see it. And it was a thing of beauty because he can stroke it like Wimby can. It, they're, they're kind of the same type of player. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that, that was cold-blooded, man. And yet, on the defensive end, Paul didn't mention defense, but th this, this team, listen, it, it, it's the best defensive team because it added one of the best defensive players in Drew Holiday. Because in the end, when I look at what the Knicks didn't do last night, Julius Randle went 5 of 22. And guess who guarded him much of the game? Drew Holiday guarded him. And then in the fourth quarter, Drew was switching off on Jalen Brunson, who wound up 6 of 21. But in the fourth quarter, Jalen Brunson is clutch, man. He's got a big heart and a mm -hmm. small body. But he went 1 of 6 in the fourth quarter. And then on that final shot of the game... This was vintage Drew Holiday. If we could see that last possession, the inbounds. Watch Drew Holiday just cut him off at the pass. He just says, no, you can't come over here. You cannot come over here. I'm not going to let you get to your, your left hand because if he gets to his left hand, he's going to get you. Right. And he, made, he forced him to turn completely back around and go back to the, to the offhand. And that, there you go. That's the end of the game. Drew Holiday is going to change your defensive. Yes. Not that Marcus Smart wasn't the defensive player of the year, but Drew Holiday is a playmaker on both ends of the floor. Man. He had a big steal late. Anyway, your, your team is, it, <laughs> it legit, is really legit. good. The only concerns you have, you have to be a little concerned with the bench. You know, uh, that's one of the concerns when we made these trades. It yep. end out our bench. You know, so you're going to have uh, nights where they don't produce, and they didn't produce last night. Yep. But but that's okay. In the long run, I feel like Peyton Pritchard, he, once he gets more minutes, yep. he'll be able to knock down shots. Uh, Hauser, he'll be able to knock down shots. He's not going to go over every night. You know, he's going to get his rhythm with this new ball club, with these new additions to where they're going to find him in his spots. And that's something I'm not going to be concerned of. Now, you don't know who a team really is until after, like, the first 20 2025 games and so they're still getting their feet wet they're still learning one another and we'll see guys get into a rhythm around there and then we can give a, a better judge about where they're going to be yeah. who they are but the depth is important you mentioned it right you can't get 12 points from your bench yeah. bench should give you you give you more than 12 yeah. especially if you are going to uh remove certain guys out of the starting lineup to to spare them to give them rest whatever yeah. the case may be those those guys and al harford and pritchard and hauser and them They've got to step up. What did we talk about with Phoenix prior to That's the acquisitions? True. Oh, they're bench, they're bench. Yeah, they got a front line with KD and, and Book and what. But what about the bench? Mm -hmm. What about the guys that have to come in in a reserve role? What are they going to be able to do? Because when you look at other teams, when you look at the Milwaukee's of the world, or you even look at Atlanta, whatever in the East, they got a little better benches. 
They got a little bit better, just a little bit better. So that's the thing, much like you just said, Paul, that would concern me as well. If something were to happen to somebody in the front line, then where you go? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're a little short at, at, in their big position. They can use a little depth at, at the center position. But, you know, you, you, you got to figure out your team first. Like I said, give them 20, 25 games and then see where you're at. Mm. And allow me to cap this off by saying to my man Spike Lee and my man Stephen A., both Knicks diehards forever and ever, I felt sorry for both of you last <laughs> night because the, the Knicks are still the Knicks. So they, they, they missed 12 free throws last night, oh, and you yeah. just can't do it. You, you just, yeah. you, you're, you're right there. You're, you're making your, your case that you're right there with the Celtics, no, and then you're oh, not. No, no. You're, you're just not. When was they ever no, making no, a they, case they, that they, they, they were with the Celtics? Last night, they were, they were right there to, to – no, they, they no. we took our foot off the gas. Even, even if they won that game, Skip, no, I'm, they could have – Celtics could have forfeited the game, and the Knicks still hey, would be behind But it's <laughs> opening night at the Garden. you you got to yeah. win that one if, you, if you're serious business. If, if you're really that team, you got to make that statement – and they missed 12 free throws. And in the end, that's just they not high good. money they guy. Is the yeah. They got to make a move. They need a yeah. star, another superstar player. If they want to be on the Celtics level, but they're going to be a middling team for most of the year with no threat to get to the conference finals. They're a first or second round team at, at best. And yeah. they overachieved last year, you must admit. You know, Tibbs is getting the most out of it. He's squeezing all that orange <laughs> orange juice out of that orange. I mean, he's, he, he's squeezing. He, he, yes. he, I mean, that's he's pushing it together. The highest paid player is Julius Randle, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean Jalen Brunson's up there, but yeah. Yeah, Jalen Brunson's their best player, but Julius Randle's their highest-paid yeah, player, is. who when you're the highest-paid player, you're supposed to be the best player, I would think. All right, so I mentioned Porzingis and Wimby. Let's get back to Wimby and Yama. Could you see him being better ultimately than LeBron or even Jordan? We're about y'all to just date. forget about Kareem and Kobe. <laughs> y'all just, y'all just go right to LeBron and Jordan. <laughs> When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this. Crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite Happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. 
Last night, we got our first real game glimpse of Victor Wimbanyama. That's 15 points worth, five rebounds and a block in 23 foul-plagued minutes. You keep hearing and reading Wimby just could be the greatest player ever. So I know it's very early, and he's still just 19 years of age. But Paul Pierce, can you project for us? Can you see Wimby ultimately being better? than LeBron or even Michael Jordan. I mean, he may be more talented, but I don't know about better. I mean, he he didn't even dominate his French league, like, like no. you know, numbers-wise. I mean, but the talent is there. Yeah, we never seen nothing like this, but we just, we can't be talking about Bron and Jordan in the same sentence with Wimby right now. I mean, he got one, two summer league games under his belt, five preseason and one NBA yep. regular season game under his belt. It's just way too early. I mean, we, we got to, I mean, is he, like we said earlier, he's talented as hell. He can block shots, shoot threes, and, and pull up like Kevin Durant. But yeah. it's way too early. You got to be consistent. We got to know what kind of drive, what type of mindset he yeah. has. You know, I, I got to see where his heart is at. You know, all those things come into play when you talk about chasing the guys at the top. And, and I'm not so sure. We got to go behind the scenes. Let me watch his practice habits. Yep. Let me see what he's doing in the summer. Is he running the hills? Is he getting up at 5 a.m.? Is he doing – is he on the weights? What's his drive really looking like? You know, because I know these other guys drive. That The reason they're at the top, LeBron spends a million on his body. Jordan was working out with Tim Grover every morning, doing the things necessary to get you to that point. So, talent – I've seen a lot of guys in this league come in with talent and just waste it off to the side. But let me see what type of mindset he has. Let me see where his drive is. And, and let me see, does he really want that? Yeah, you you're, you're do say, though, on talent, you've never seen a package of 7-4 of talent like this, right? Nope. Okay. I mean, you don't know what it is yet, right, Skip? And that, that's going to be the theme when this type of question comes up. He's not a finished product. When we start talking about... LeBron James and Michael Jordan, they're already done. That, that's, that thing is done. It's all crispy underneath. Everything's finished. It's cooked, baked, done. Yep. But we seem to fail to forget about Kobe's and Kareem's. We don't mention that. We go right to LeBron, and we go right oh, to... Okay, we'll we throw go, Kobe in there then. But throw Kareem in. Yeah, you still, yeah. yeah. I just want to make sure, yeah. you know, we give them right. their due. Spoken like a lifelong Laker fan. but That's, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I could... He, Tim Duncan. He plays for the Spurs, yep. right? He played for the Spurs. His, his debut night was similar to Tim's, mm -hmm. very similar to it. Yep. And we yep. know what Tim Duncan turned out to be. In the end, what is what are we looking for from the number one overall pick in basketball? Are we looking for him to average 27, 9, and 5? Like, what, what are we looking for? What's the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal, I would think, is to win multiple championships, that's what I would think. In order to win multiple championships, you can't do it by yourself. Your organization has to surround you around great people no matter how great you are. Yeah, maybe mm -hmm. Dirk had a nice run when he won because he had no other real all-stars around him. Maybe he had all-stars that may have made the all-star team yeah. at once upon a time in their career, but not that year that he won his NBA title. So unless San Antonio thinks that they could just go with what they have over the next several years and get to the finals and win and all those sort of things, then that conversation can come up like, oh, what are we looking at? But if you don't surround him with players to help him get to the next level, then he's just going to be a tall dude that got some talent that we look at and we go, oh, yeah, he's, he's 
Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and this is this is why I never jump, Skip, to the conclusion that because somebody is projected to be a certain thing, we automatically just give it to him. We talked about Porzingis a segment or so ago. Porzingis looked different with Boston. Can he keep it up? If this is the same Porzingis that's with – if this Porzingis that we saw last night can be the same guy every single night for the most part with Tatum and Brown, that conversation from nine years ago when he was in New York – is going to be revisited now that he's in Boston. Mm. But if he all of a sudden turns back into the guy that was in Dallas, Paul, mm. that conversation shifts. So let's just slow down, let the kid develop before we start mentioning him with two of the greatest players that we've ever laid eyes on. Okay. I hear you both. I'm definitely with Paul on this because what I love the most about sports is I've been doing this a long time and I've seen a lot of talent come and a lot of talent go nowhere. Nowhere. Because in the end, it's about what you're made of. It's about your intangibles. It's about what I call your killer will. It's about having heart of lion. It's about having fire in belly. It's about having the mental and physical toughness to dominate the game when it's time to dominate. It's about clutchness. It's about making the – this man made a bunch of big shots at the right moment, a bunch of big shots. He, Washington too. He called game. He called game. Man, you won't stop that Washington mess. But, but this is a rare intangible. That If you're going to be that guy, you, you have to have that intangible. And I did love what I saw late from Wimby last night because – he was fearless in taking, and, and he made a couple of big shots with the game on the line. And there is this guy named Luka, and there is this guy named Kyrie, and especially Kyrie. You want to talk about clutch? This, this man, remember, when, when Kyrie made the shot of shots last night that flipped the game around, he was 0 for 6 from 3 at that point, and Luka fed him over in the far corner, and he just buried it because that's what he does. But he is, he's a finished product. We have seen Kyrie do it at the highest level in a game seven with LeBron James at his side. He made the shot of shots at Golden State as they pulled off their three to one comeback. So we, we know he can do that. This is what I want to see from this kid. What, what are you made of? Because you brought up Tim Duncan. And by the way, he played all four years at Wake before he came to the Spurs. So he was more of a finished well, this kid Product. played in France. No, I, I wouldn't equate that it. to I, being in college. No, no I, I got it. In fact, you could argue it's even more of an advantage than being mm-hmm. in college. But Tim Duncan didn't say a word to anybody. So you, you couldn't <laughs> see it. He played emotionless basketball. But you want to talk about physical? You want to talk about mentally and physically tough? You want to talk about one of the great unsung leaders in the history of sports? He led that franchise. When push came to shove, he was the voice in the locker room beyond even Pop, beyond Manu, beyond Tony, beyond obviously Kawhi as a young player. It was about Tim Duncan. Well, does Wimby have that name? Who knows yet? We'll, we'll see as it starts to take shape. But we see the rarest of ability. It's just freakish. As LeBron said, it's like he's an alien. We've never seen 7-4 who can just stroke effortless, beautiful threes. We, we've never seen that before. He rose up uh, and made that, what was it, about a 15-foot jump shot coming off the, the screen. They finally called a play for him, and he looked like Kevin Durant. Okay, can we see that consistently, and can you continue to do that when it matters the most? Well, now we could start to put you in the conversation, but Again, it's hard for me even to think about Michael Jordan because you, you don't talk about 
the, the, the all-time cold-blooded basketball assassin? I mean, have we ever seen that? I've never seen well, that. That's like why it. I said what yeah. I said, though, yeah. Skip. Like, you can't, you can't project or forecast somebody Not who's played one, one game into what those two. Years, you got to yeah. look at him but and say. But a whole say, lot of people are going yeah. there. They are. Like, no, you got to give him four or five years. This is equivalent to, like, where Mahomes is right now in his career after he's won two Super Bowls and a couple of MVPs. You know, you got to give Wimby some time. And then you're like, okay, can he chase the goats of all goats? And that's the conversation we're talking about with Mahomes and Brady right now. Can he chase the goat of all goats? Yeah, good point. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges, therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. All right. Unfortunately, we have to talk about James Harden again because... James has been asked not to travel with the Sixers, according to Shams. Harden did arrive at the 76ers facility Tuesday night, prepared to join the team for the upcoming two-game road trip, and he was initially expected to travel to Milwaukee despite being ruled out for that game. However, he will remain in Philadelphia, and it's unclear whether he'll be available for Saturday night's game against Toronto. Paul Pierce, Man. help us out, please. How will this, this play this out? This has been a complete distraction, not only not for Nick's nurse, Nick Nurse, yeah. but his teammates. If I'm in the locker room, I'm like, look, you know, we've been here from day one training camp. He comes in, misses media day, comes to training camp a few days, then leaves for 10 days, then comes back. <laughs> he has one foot obviously out the door and one foot in. But let me tell you why he's even, let me tell you for a moment why he's even here today because of the new collective bargaining agreement, which says under the terms of the CBA, if a player in his final year of his contract, which Harden is, mm -hmm. withholds services for more than 30 days, he is seen to not having fulfilled his contract and loses his veteran free agent right status. That means he will not be able to negotiate a contract next summer with another team without the 76ers approval. So wow. that is the reason he's back. Okay. So he can have that leverage and not go past the 30 days. But ultimately, this relationship is over. Mm. I do not see it. I do not see him playing another game for the 76ers. Okay, so if you're Daryl Morey, what do you do now? What, what, do you just give him away? Do you, do yeah. You, yeah. As I told you and okay. Rachel, and I've been telling y'all, yeah. 
And when, when players, this is not a contract negotiation. If you was in a con contract negotiation and you said, you're not paying me my money, yeah. I want to be traded, that's different than I'm under contract and I'm not rocking with y'all. I want to be traded. So what you do at this point is you just go, you, it's not working. Just like Paul just said, the same thing I said many times on this show already when we had these conversations. It's disruptive. It's unfair to the players in that yeah. locker room. Yep. It's extremely unfair to the head coach and Nick Nurse. You're putting this every time. When they play post-game presser, hey, what would happen if Harden was here? If you had Harden, could you have won? If Harden was here, would it be played better? You got to now deal with that every single day. Can't until even you focus on basketball. Can't focus on, and he knows. <laughs> He's been in a locker room playing basketball, and those questions come up when something doesn't go right. Now, all of a sudden, you have even to the point where you have other coaches talking about how difficult it was to coach him in these situations. They're chiming in. Yep. And so now you're just creating all of this. So move on from him. Give him his wish, wherever it is. Mm -hmm. Let him fight his way out the door and say goodbye. <laughs> just say goodbye. That's, that's what you that's have it. to do, that's Skip, it. because right, the season has started. Let's move on. Okay. You, you make nothing but sense. But I'm going to say this again. As just a, a diehard NBA fan, the situation turns my stomach. It's hard to, to watch it day after day because James quit his way out of Houston, then he quit his way out of Brooklyn, and now it feels like he's going to quit his way out of Philadelphia to God knows where because it sounds like the Clippers have said, no, no, we don't need this headache. More trouble than worth. It feels like Adara Mori, who used to be tight with James, obviously going back to their Houston days, he's trying to wait James out until maybe it's forgive and forget and let's sort of quote unquote kiss and make up. And, and to your point, I cannot see it happening, but I, it feels like that's what Daryl's trying to pull off, that James will come to his senses, realize there's not a hot market out there for him. He still can make $35 million playing for the Sixers and that he will commit heart and soul to playing for the Sixers. It ain't happening because it's not the way this guy's been. Look at his history. It's, it's not going to turn out right if you try to force him to stay in Philadelphia. I, I don't necessarily know, Paul, you can speak to this. I don't necessarily know if they're trying to force him to stay in Philadelphia. The, the fact that the Clippers are saying, hold on, pause, they're negotiating at this point. Now we was going to give you this, 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 and this. Eh, you know what? We're in the season. Let's just wait. Now it's like, well, wait a minute. We'll take that if you give it to it. It's a negotiation that's going on between the Clippers and the Philadelphia 76ers. And now the Clippers have sent a message saying, well, we, we want to slow down these negotiations where Philadelphia is trying to get it done. Now they're going to get him cheaper than what they would have got him for a month ago. That's what it's going to wind up happening. What it's showing me is just really not a big market for James Harden. I mean, That's you're talking correct. about a, a player who's averaged 20 and 10, but teams are not making offers. Yeah, he said he wanted to go to the Clippers, but Dame said he wanted to go to Miami, right? And where did he go? To Milwaukee. So that's yep. just showing me the market isn't that great for yep. James Harden right now. And so right now, in the famous words of Marshawn Lentz, he's there so he doesn't get fined at mm -hmm. this point. And that's why he showed up. Okay. So what, so what should they do then, Paul? And, and wait, wait I mean, he has to be there. I mean, by, by the way, per collective bargain did, agreement. Sean, did, did you happen to catch any of the Clipper game? I know you're a Laker fan. I, don't but really I, I watched the whole big, game man. last night. They, they are flat out loaded. Top, you want to talk about a bench? 
and yeah. when, when Kawhi goes five for five from three and Paul goes four of seven, you, you're probably going to win the no, game. No, they loaded, and, but and it but, was just Portland, but they just annihilated. Portland. But yes, they they are loaded, Skip. Yeah. But at the same time. Ty Lue can handle his personality. That's I, I why they it. wanted to bring him in. I'm just they, not sure Kawhi and Paul George can handle it. Well, I think they would go to them and have a conversation with them before they even started initiating yep. the conversation. Yep. They would go to them and say, hey, what y'all think? Because those are the two leaders mm-hmm. on the team. Man, I just don't know if you have Russ and yeah, James Russ. I like I like what Russ is bringing to the team. I mean, he's showing he, he can be a leader. Night. He can be a leader. He's, he's a facilitator. He, he's he, bringing them energy. He only turned it over three times last night. Who knew, right? So now the Sixers are stuck going on the road. They're playing at Milwaukee tonight, and it sounds like your your point guard is going to be Tyrese or some Pat Bev. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Tyrese. I think he's really <laughs> good. But again, they're going to miss James. All he did was lead the league in assists last year because of that big guy in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Who became the MVP.